You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all of the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. Each week, our team discusses news and events from this past week, as well as preview the week ahead, covering Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with Luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Podbay, Speaker, and more. And don't forget, we're also streamed through our partners at TheChairShot.com. My name is Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And let's bring in the rest of the team. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing, Miranda? I am doing well. Excited to be here and excited to bring in the third member of the team. And that's who? 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 It's the one and only Brendan Barr. Hey, I, I, I don't. The who thing is normally a joke, but I don't, I don't know what was coming next. We haven't done this in a hot minute. I was <laughs> Happy New Year! We made yeah. it to 2020. 2022. 22. 2022. <laughs> no, no more 2020. No more. Oh. So yes. 22. Well, that's well, also the joke. Every, you know, I did say 2020. <laughs> I just meant to say 2022. Yeah. I forgot the two. Add two to the 20 to be 22. Um, and yeah, getting a little bit of that ring rust. Uh, <laughs> so we are excited to be back with all of you in the new year. We hope you enjoyed our end of year awards session. Please make sure to check it out if you haven't already. It is available on LuchaCentral.com, TheChairShot.com. And all of our major podcast streaming platforms where we talk about the year that was 2021, some of our highlights, some of the standout stars, and much, much more. Uh, it was great fun enjoying recording that episode. But even then now, that's in the past. We're looking to the now. We're looking to the future. So we hope you all join us. Get on board to the 2022 bandwagon. Because uh, we're rolling. It's going to be great. We are rolling. Yeah. Man, so New Year, same us. But, uh, Brendan, I want to start off with this week's show with uh, a new name? Yeah. For a segment? Gonna... I mean, are, is, is this <laughs> happening? Because, like, you know, change is, is very hard for me to deal with. <laughs> I also know, you know, like, it's. I think it is time uh you know and and you know for some of our listeners who have been with us for quite some time you know that we have historically started with the road back to shows but i mean what better way to bring in the new year than a new name for the road back to shows yeah so we're we're still workshopping the name if you out there have an idea but i'm going with this week in the news for the time being i think it's it covers more it's more about what we're talking about shows have been happening now we're not on the road back anymore so we're Mm -hmm. we're gonna start talking about news and we're gonna cover indies promotions. sometimes like this week we'll have stuff for promotions that we might do another segment on but uh it's it because it's news we're gonna throw it up in the in the news as well so uh you know uh still the same kind of stuff you're used to in the road back to shows i'll have a couple funny spots there i'll have a lot of news for you and uh i think i think we're just gonna jump right into it now sounds good aye aye captain 
<laughs> the bad news, we're going to start there, is we are also on the road away from shows in some ways. <laughs> yeah. So kind of new, but like kind of back to this road back to shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, CMLL and a bunch of sh- uh, promotions in Mexico have been canceling shows left and right. CMLL. Uh, canceled a few shows and then they made an announcement that said they're going to be on a, a hiatus, uh, which means they're not doing what they were doing with e- the audiences or even before that where they had empty arena shows. So we don't know what exactly is going on with that. They, uh, they have not been forced to by the government to the best of my knowledge or anybody I've talked to's knowledge. But, uh, it does seem like there's a little more caution happening with that as well as with other shows deciding to not do to not work right now uh, they are having a pretty high level of uh just like most of uh most of the world right now high level of uh variant cases coming through so it it is sensible and reasonable and hopefully we get back but uh i'm still not going to change the name back to the road back to shows just because uh we're there we're there we're at shows um, speaking of shows that are going to come back, AAA Wrestling, their counterpart, has announced that they are going to be at WrestleCon this year. So March 31st, Dallas, Texas, AAA Wrestling has signed on. They put up some promotion stuff. We have no idea who's going to show up because, uh, you know, visas are going to be an issue, uh, it, who knows what the the state of the world's going to look like so it's probably best they don't announce stuff too far out but if you are the kind of person who goes on Wrestlemania weekend to go to all the WrestleCon events and you are a lucha fan you are a lucha fan if you're listening to this show here you go AAA is going to make their appearance um they uh <laughs> I I even forgot Still no idea if that's even gonna, if this is how this relates to the lawsuit. Uh, the AAA has been making moves this week where the, but they're not really addressing the lawsuit. We know f- from the last Dusty was able to tell us that, uh, it's still going on. The, uh, yeah. FMV people started filing for new motions, but, uh, AAA just keeps, uh, my interpretation of this is this is AAA just saying we're gonna just keep doing this and you, you're gonna have to stop us. Yeah, um, <laughs> come down to Mexico and make it stop. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's the vibe I get. Uh, in in that same vein, they reopened uh, their Facebook account in, in North America. I uh, haven't seen any wrestling matches yet, but I now getting notifications from them again. I don't, have you seen anything interesting on that, Dusty? I haven't yet. I saw a few updates, nothing major. It looked to me like they, oh, actually, they posted a video as of recording time 29 minutes ago of Rhea DeReyes, and I can oh, watch Oh, very it. nice. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's Rhea DeReyes <laughs> 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Which is firmly in the period of time that the lawsuit is about, so that's even yeah. crazier. And, <laughs> Looks like there's some promos, some clips of Pagano. Yeah. Of course it's clips of Pagano. There's probably a Psycho Clown Clipper 8 too. <laughs> but yeah, that's, it's, that's the good news. AAA, I mean, I hope it's good news. Lord, if this just leads to a backslide because they get caught in more legal quagmire, I might, I might, uh, take back all of my positivity about 2022. All uh, of the videos are back. <laughs> All of it. Oh, All of very it. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So get in there while you can, because uh, who knows, this may or may not last. But uh, if you've been wanting to catch up on AAA, that as of the time of this recording, it's all there and time to do it. Uh, it's heading into the weekend, too. I'm, I'm going to take advantage of that. Yeah. Also, uh, on a recent episode, I believe it will be two weeks out by the time this show comes on, uh, Alex Ibrahantes was on the AEW podcast. And, uh, I thank you to Lucha Blog for pointing this part out, but, uh, he, he mentions during the show that he was one of the writers for Lucha Libre U- USA. So his 
lucha commitment is is a lot deeper than I realized, um, which is fantastic. I'm going to go listen to that interview after we've recorded this show. But uh, it sounds like it's worth it because you're going to get a lot more of his uh, his commitment to not just wrestling but lucha on that in, on that podcast. So. Yeah, Very cool I believe stuff. he was a promoter, you know, like a when he was at Penn State, a college student, that he brought wrestling to the college campus and promoted shows. So I think that would be very interesting on multiple levels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's – I already knew from talking to people who, who know him personally that he's an interesting guy, so I was going to listen to it. But I didn't realize that he was – uh, that uh, – that he was involved with uh, Lucha Libre to that degree. So I uh, it's – we're gonna give it a listen. Uh, you should, you out there in, in uh, podcast land should give it a listen too. Yeah. And then, in the most bizarre story of the week, maybe ever on this show, MLW wrestling. I mean, I recognize that's kind of redundant. Major League Wrestling, wrestling, but MLW <laughs> is suing the WWE. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not enough of a legal expert to know how serious this case is going to be, but the charges are kind of interesting. They, uh, they're saying that former executive warned Vice TV that Vince McMahon, uh, had, was upset about, uh, Vice working with MLW. We, pre- we've cataloged that on uh, last year's episodes that they were working on a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that uh, apparently he, according to the lawsuit, he put pressure on on Vice to not work with MLW. Um, also, the uh, uh, did you have a thought on that? I, I tell you, if I was Vince, I'd have put pressure on him to stop <laughs> saying all that true shit about me on Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, right. <laughs> if he's gonna come after anybody. <laughs> Right? Like, that's my personal opinion. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, and, and like, uh, all of the the negative attention Ric Flair got after an episode of Dark Side of the Ring, yeah, you would think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. think you'd be like, yeah. stop killing my brand. <laughs> I think uh, you'd be much more concerned about that than MLW, but what do I know? <laughs> I... Yeah, uh, uh, this is what MLW is, is suing over, but so uh, you're right. I, maybe he maybe he put pressure on Vice for that too, and maybe Vice will have their own lawsuit. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Vice TV. Uh, let's see. According, I'm reading, trying to get the most digestible version of this. Uh, they also responded to WWE by saying the promotion's behavior was illegal and constituted an antitrust violation so uh they're they're basically saying you know wwe is trying to be all of the wrestling in america and that's against the law and um they're not wrong if they can prove that they're it's a a giant trust uh i don't think that's gonna stick i think there's too many Promotions that are at competitive, I'm using the word air, with air quotes, competitive levels with the WWE. Uh, there's, uh, it's, oh man, my fantasy booking for the Forbidden Door would have really, at this point, been fantastic because MLW could have used this to just launch themselves into the stratosphere with the right. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, and here we go. So they're, they're saying MLW states that WWE's misconduct and interference Led to the disruption of a streaming deal that the organization would have would have had and uh, been transformative for the company. So I don't I have not heard anything on the Vice deal in a good long while, and now I'm beginning to wonder if this lawsuit and the events that led to it are why. Um, I so kind of keep your ears open on on the show. We will be keeping an eye on that since we, you know, we cover MLW. We're going to be talking about MLW later in the show, and uh, unfortunately, we still cover the WWE. I'm sorry that I. <laughs> <laughs> we're professionals here, everyone. We're just, we're just here doing our job. We show no favoritism on this show. <laughs> 
We're just we're just a trio of podcasters <laughs> out here in the world, just trying to do our best. <laughs> just trying to me. shine some positivity on the world with our platform. <laughs> <laughs> we, I'm very positive about a number of things, but man, am I still I'm still salty about WWE, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. At this at this yeah, point, I'm, me too. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when we get salty, I mean, our saltiness doesn't just extend to WWE. We've been salty on other promotions before. We, we, we get salty on most of the promotions at some point in time. Just uh, WWE seems to uh, have have been in the crosshairs the last several months because of choices being made. Uh all right, I'm going to let's. I'm going to switch over to more positive and fantastic news. Uh, Ring of Honor, who has shut down, so we will not be talking about uh, episodes because they were done as of January. They've done. They've they've ta- they've started their hiatus, but they have announced that they will be returning also on WrestleMania weekend. Uh, and they they happen to have booked a show for April 1st in Fort Worth, Texas, as well. So I no details on on any of that at this point in time, but uh, just the fact that they're already putting up publicity and hyping a return is a very positive move, and I'm very excited that they're going to do that. Uh, we will be talking <laughs> – ROH is kind of the star of the show without even having a product. We'll be talking about them in a couple – a bit more tonight, so hopefully uh, – if you're an ROH fan, we have got some news that that will get your attention. I did want to draw attention to uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla's Battle of Los Angeles going on on 128. It does have it traditionally always features lucha talent, but uh, on this year's card we have Aramis and Rey Orus. We have JD Drake against Black Taurus. We have Bandito versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Uh, so those should all be very interesting matches. Uh, those of you who did not watch, who do not know much about Speedball Mike Bailey, he's been, he's gonna be coming around to your, your screens in the very near future. We'll be talking about him a little bit on the show. Him against Bandito is going to be a speed matchup that is going to be phenomenal to see. So if you are, get a chance to see Battle of Los Angeles live, it's absolutely worth it. I'm sure they'll have highlights of all the matches up again this year. Uh, so that is, oh wait, I have one more, I have one fun little story. This is it, this is the headline, this is the whole story, there's no, you don't need to go into too much detail, but a mugger in Mexico City was arrested while wearing an Espanto mask to protect his identity while he was mugging people. Uh, like I say, that's it, that's the headline, just... We talked before at the beginning of the the pandemic about some people wearing wrestling masks as as uh, protection. Now this story is about a, a masked bandit who's robbing people. All right. Thank you, Brendan, for that. Um, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of that indie roundup you're so good at? <laughs> All right. I just have the one session of IWRG this week. Uh, I, as always, I'm gonna, looking for feedback, but, uh, I, uh, I'm gonna give everybody a little peek behind the, the curtains. I lost my notes this week, so just quick IWRG because I couldn't find where I left my notes the, for everything else. Um, they did a show. It should be last Sunday by the time this goes out. Um, we're gonna start kind of in the middle of the card here. We had, a a, uh, Three man, or a a, a a trios match. I'm getting back into the habit of using the proper terminology. We had a trios match here. A la, this one featured Alas de Plata, Astro Boy, and Freelance against Cerebro Negro, Dick Angelo, 3G, and Karui. Um, Alas de Plata, Astro Boy, and Freelance came out on top on this one, and then uh, we had a tag match next: Alpha Wolf and Dragon Bane against He Ho Del Pireta Morgan and Travis Banks. Uh, for those of you wondering, Travis Banks was a last-minute replacement. Uh, he's still not a luchador, as far as I know, but uh, he's trying to to work in Mexico. Uh, he Ho Del Pireta Morgan. Uh, 
fouled for his uh for his win uh, an unmasked alpha wolf uh and as uh, <laughs> dastardly that is there it is it's dastardly and that is how you properly mug someone <laughs> mask. yeah you kick them between the legs and you take their mask <laughs> and in our main event we had hijo de la brije against hijo del fishman hijo de la brije managed to come out on top successfully defending the iwrg's champions so that was Hijo Del Abrije successfully defending the IWRG Juniors Championship against Hijo Del Fishman. And that is it for my uh, indie roundup. Once again, I'm always asking for your suggestions. If you are a wrestler, a fan, a promoter, a uh, really avid dog, uh, I don't, as long as you can get on the internet and let me know what you want me to cover, please send me your suggestions. We'll give out our information at the end of the show. Thank you very much, Brendan, uh, for our new name segment, uh, same segment, new name-ish, News <laughs> of the Week, and, of course, the Indie Roundup. Up next, we're going to kick it off to Denise Alcedo, who brings us, us, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Mass Mats and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's WrestleBoss, where Favi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central weekly podcast, one in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha Legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution Luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite Luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Let's keep this show rolling with what's happening with AEW. Dusty, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, we had a lot that happened on AEW, but the most relevant to us, Jurassic Express defeated the Lucha Bros for the AEW tag titles. On the very first episode of Dynamite on TBS, tons of things happened, but 
that's, you know, just like I mentioned, we have the Jurassic Express. They finally unseated the Lucha Bros. They had a 123-day run as tag champions after beating the Young Bucks at All Out. Aside from the title change and a match that was, you know, okay, it had its own issues. But the biggest news and all the ripple effects that have occurred from that match really happened during a choke slam spot near the end through a table when Phoenix had just a really nasty elbow dislocation. If you watched it like, or especially if you watched it live, you saw how painful and agonizing it looked like it was gnarly. It's and, graphic. If you can't yeah. take the fact the, that it was yeah. only a, a, a dislocation, I think shocked people. Yeah, shocked I, me. I've <laughs> seen I've seen one other dislocation that looked like that, and it was just as awful looking. But yeah, ugh. yeah. If you if you have a screamer stomach and you're like me and you don't watch the, a lot of the hardcore matches, definitely do not watch that spot. There's a safe version out there on the internet where they blur out the elbow and watch that one. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was genuinely one of the scariest injury spots yeah. I've seen on screen in a long time. I mean, it was really, yeah. it didn't look good at all. But there was good news from it. It was just a dislocation, no surgery required, no break. He's just going to, they relocated it. He's going to have to rest up a while. He'll be all right. You know, we wish him the best of luck and best of health. But due to the nature of that injury and him being out for a while, all of a sudden we got a Penta singles run. Penta versus Matt Hardy was booked for the January 12th episode of Dynamite. And, you know, 2022 Matt Hardy isn't the most exciting wrestler in AEW. But Matt Hardy does understand how to make his opponents look good. And I was excited for this match. The crowd was hyped. The Cerro Miedo versus Delete Mm -hmm. chance uh, went on for so long that Excalibur said, I do have to mention, we have a 20-minute time limit for this match. (laughs) And, like, it was such a cool spot. You know, like the... Yeah, it was, it was fun. Penta looked great. He won. But the, the real story in all this isn't the match. Post match, he calls out freaking Malachi Black. So Malachi shows up and he's just trying to kick the shit out of Pentagon. Like literally tries to snatch <laughs> the mask. But Varsity Blondes, of all people, strange, I know, I thought it was strange. They run in to help beat Malachi down. And what does this lead to? The lights cut out. And Brody freaking King shows up to take out the trash. Oh, Brody. Like, Brody. Oh. Yeah, so cool. And very exciting for us, not only as Brody King fans, but Lucha fans, because AEW are obviously very high on Malachi for great reasons. But at the same time, this not only opens up a solo thing between Penta and Malachi, kind of the guys of the mm-hmm. thing, but also the tag matches. Now he's got his partner there, Brody. Phoenix will be back soon. So much good stuff going on here. Ordinarily, like leading into the Matt Hardy match, it felt to me like when Penta got that weird little two-week singles push versus Cody. (laughs) But everything that happened after, I'm like, okay. So, Brenda, what do you think this means for Death Triangle? Well, so there's another part of that that we we need to – put people up to speed on so I can give my full opinion on it, which is also we got a a spot from Pac, I believe it was right after that, or maybe just a little later in the show, where he's blindfolded and surrounded by stuff that I immediately think of the House of Black when I'm looking at, like black candles and stuff and signs and all that. And he's talking about being blinded by Malachi Black's uh poison mist, uh but now he sees clearly. So Everybody is speculating that means he's going to change over to the House of Black, which means the Death Triangle probably not going to be a thing going forward. So, and again with uh, with uh, the uh, Lucha Bros kind of with Phoenix being kind of not there right now, that means we're going to get more of Pentagon and uh, that Matt Hardy match and this booking makes me think that they want to do something with this. I'm super excited because. Brody King being there, Brody being Lucha, and and Pentagon being there. They, the Luchadors are all over the the middle part of the card now. They they mm-hmm. have there. You cannot watch the first hour of of AEW and and not see a Luchador somewhere, which is great. Uh, Sammy's 
we'll talk more about Sammy stuff, and I'm sure in, in a little bit here. But Sammy's doing big things, so he's yeah. also part of it. He's not in this feud, but he's still a big part of the the mid card project. So I mean, just all around excited to, for AEW's lucha presence in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of their lucha presence, we had Andrade. He had a promo, a hilarious promo on the January 7th episode of Rampage where he asked Sting how much to purchase that child he refers to as Darby <laughs> Allen. But he didn't just ask Sting, he kept referring to him as Mr. Stink. <laughs> Not Sting, Stink. I mean, very hard K on the stink. And, like, it was so good. Just the right amount of Rudo. I mean, so effortless. His promo has gotten so good. So much charisma. His English. I mean, this doesn't even seem like the same guy in WWE when you hear him talk. He is so confident in his English. Like, oh, I'm, I'm really excited. Very commanding and important presence. And that's important for Andrade. I'm excited about that. But we also had Saturday night AEW Battle of the Belts. Cody was, uh, I believe he got COVID. And was not there, but Sammy went up against Dustin Rhodes. And what a match. It was for the interim championship. Um, I'm trying to, they announced it on Rampage, I guess, Friday yeah. night. So last minute, but it did not look like a last minute match. In my opinion, it was easily the best match of the show. Dustin is like so good and, I remember seeing Dustin Rhodes wrestle when I was like eight or nine years old. And <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and he's been a long stuff time. now than he yeah. was back then. <laughs> yeah. And he's 10 times the wrestler he ever was. I mean, the stuff we see in AEW even compared to gold dust, we're like, you know, where was this guy at? And he's so giving in his match. He made Sammy look strong. Uh, Fuego was involved. He came out from under the ring with a table. Arn Anderson chased him off. It was just, yeah, everything. It was crazy. Uh, Sammy won. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so much. You've got to see this match, though. It was really cool. There was like a... Dustin goes for the Tiger Driver like uh, Cody had been using the kind of pedigree setup, but Sammy was ready for it. He countered it into a roll-up. He hit a sunset flip for the pin. He's interim champion. I don't know why they took the belt off of Sammy, but they're on to something interesting here. Cody is one of the executive vice presidents. He's involved with a lot of the stuff in AW. I'm willing to let it play out, even though I feel skeptical. Well, so this is the opposite of like the Lucha Brothers thing for me, where uh, they keep putting the belt back on him. So it feels like they have something they want to do with Sammy. Uh, right. So uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with. Uh, I'm a little cagey because they, you know, uh, Cody is kind of a little, a little more, even though he's. He's a, a AVP. He sometimes kind of strikes me as being a little more self-centered. Uh, but if they're going to make what I'm expecting is they might do the, the heel turn. He keeps saying he's never going to do and, and have Sammy as the baby face. So that, that could be phenomenal. Yeah. Sammy is, we've talked about this before, (laughs) but Sammy's a unique talent and, Nobody really has what Sammy has. I, I don't want to delve into his personal life. If you know what's going on, you know what's going on. But Sammy is like on an upswing and not just in the ring. It seems like he's yeah. really happy. Like, I mean, just look at the smile in his pictures lately. Like, yeah. you can just tell he's having the time of his life. Fuego is there with it. Like, there's so much that plays into all of this. If you're a fan of the vlog, you know, of course, all that ties into it into a big way as well. And I really think this is Sammy's year. I don't know that we see him as AEW world champion this year, but I think we see him challenged for the title. Yeah, I think he's in the main event uh, sooner rather than later, too. Absolutely. And for all this AEW news and more, you can always check in at LuchaCentral.com each week. Thank you, Dusty. 
Up next, we have recently had the premiere of Azteca Underground on MLW in lots of Lucha news in MLW that we're going to cover. First off, as I mentioned, well, we had the first episode of Azteca Underground premiere last week. Now, this is a change from previous episodes of Fusion. Um, this is a new chapter in the MLW series and a note that this airs on Thursdays, uh, which we'll get into a second because that's impacting how we are going to be providing you the results of <laughs> these episodes. Whereas Fusion was on Wednesdays, uh, MLW Azteca Underground is on Thursdays. But with that, well, we do have some news for you regarding the initial episode. Um, these two, of course, were uh, matches that were filmed when MLW uh, was in uh, Tijuana not too long ago. We had chatted with you and kind of brought to what we understood was going to be uh, matches from that card. Um, there was there was already some news um, about what matches were going to occur, right. so we did talk about that. This episode kind of confirms some of the matches that we um, had heard or were speculated. Uh, first off, we had a trios match: uh, Artemis, Destiny, and Mysticies versus Adi, Black Danger, and Dinamico. And that, it was a really fun match, very traditional trios match. One thing that I appreciated um, was commentary really treating this um, with uh, not necessarily kid gloves, but really helping educate the MLW audience on Lucha Libre uh, culture and rules, especially in a trios match where there isn't tag-ins or outs. It's all very fluid motion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and all, and pretty much all, all of the aspects of a trios match was really great. Uh, the, the teams for Rudos versus Technicals, uh, and just really breaking it down for everybody. So, uh, in this match, we did have, uh, the team of Otomies, Destiny, and Mysticies win. Also, um, something that, go ahead. I just need to clarify, it's Mysticies Jr. And this one, Mrs. I believe. Junior, yes, yes, okay. yes. I'm sorry, Mrs. Junior. I just wanted to make sure the guy from CMLL didn't come across, but no, no, no. <laughs> and you're right. That was the the hiccup on my part. No worries, um, Mrs. Junior. Um, you know, and one of the things too that commentary did really play up was the dynamic between Adamies and Eddies. Um, they talked about Eddies winning uh, the briefcase full of money from Cesar Duran. And really how many times they have fought each other in the ring. Um, but if you were looking for a just fun match to watch, this I think was a great way to introduce the Azteca Underground uh, product to the MLW audience. Um, we did also have some backstage um, vignettes. Um, throughout the show regarding and even in the beginning regarding some tension dissension between Cesar Duran and Alex Hammerstone um, really Cesar Duran doing what he does best playing games and now the focus of his attention has been put on Cesar Duran uh, on Alex Hammerstone um, and that could be a pretty essential theme throughout this chapter of MLW. Um, now that Contra has dissolved, Alex Hammerstone needs uh, a new uh, opponent slash kind of uh, mm -hmm. uh, dynamic. And Cesar Duran, I think, is a really good foil for him. Uh, the second uh, match we had was Richard Holiday versus Psycho Clown. And uh, you know, kind of an odd pairing in this match uh, of Richard Holiday and Cycle Clown. Cycle Clown, though, had seemingly the biggest reaction of the night, it felt like. Um, but Cycle, <laughs> Cycle Clown did win the match with the Spanish Fly um, for the win. Commentary was a little bit more preoccupied on the dynamic between Richard Holiday and Alicia Atout which they've been playing on for months now. Um, but this one, again, too, I think it is 
it was a very interesting match of people with two two very outlandish personalities in Richard mm-hmm. Holiday and Psycho Clown. And then um, we did have a 51-50 vignette um, and also news that Bestia666 would be returning to MLW. Um, the Von Eric seemed to be next in line for 5150, um, in their tag opponents. So, uh, very, that in and of itself, I think is very, very interesting. Um, but our main event was the Apocalypto match, the team of Alex Hammerstone and Pagano versus King Muertes and Black Taurus. And I was talking actually with Dusty about this. So Dusty, if you don't mind, kind of recapping how you described the end of this match, because I really like how you <laughs> described how things broke down. Yeah, Cesar Duran comes out and he makes the you know like cut your throat motion with his thumb, and that's the sign for Pagano to go insane. And he grabs a cookie sheet. I don't know where. Apparently a nearby bakery just left one laying around. And he just beats the living shit out of Hammerstone with it. And they all gang up on him and, and, and just kick and kick and kick. And then some dudes in masks kind of pick him up and tote him away. So very interesting. Not only did they turn on him, but they kidnapped him after they, you know, it was blood, in, blood out, my man. It was yeah. the Azteca underground masks to make it a little more clear who was responsible for the kidnapping. This was yeah. not Legato del Fantasma, who was the last. No, no, yeah, this was definitely <laughs> Cesar Duran. Yeah. So. And, and before that, of course, Alex Hammerstone and Pagano won. Um, Hammerstone hitting the Nightmare Pendulum, uh, I believe, on Taurus. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I was I, I was more blown away by the I, I was like I was ready for it, but I'd still the way they yes. executed that that uh, double cross finish just had me. That was what I was waiting for, so I didn't. Yes, well, I think that was it. This, this too was like the the good the pure definition. I think beforehand we saw more of a coyness with Caesar Duran uh, with with Hammerstone. Now this is a declaration of war. Absolutely. So that too, to me, was the uh, interesting aspect of this. Um, and I, like I said, I just like the way Dusty described it. Yeah, <laughs> um, great job, Dusty. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, but uh, this week on the second episode of MLW Azteca, um, we have three more matches: a hardcore match, Pagano versus my tío, your tío, tío Sabio Vega. Uh, we have a national openweight championship match. The champion Alex Kane versus Aerostar. And 5150 defend the world tag team titles against Destiny and Scalibur. So that in and of itself and a new venue, um, for, uh, the, um, the event, um, this week's episode. Um, and so that too is something that they are kind of teasing with, uh, MLW's, uh, Azteca Underground that it won't be the same place. And that kind of follows what we had seen when they were in Mexico. Um, you, of course, they had the one event in Tijuana, but also seemingly filmed in a few other places, um, in the area, um, or around Mexico while they were there as well. Including some smaller gyms, which might fit that more kind of underground element. So uh, I haven't seen this week's episode to know if that was one of them. But just adding to that, the interest for me. Sorry. Yes. No, and I, and I think that can be one of the, the more dynamic things of the settings changing. Um, so that would be that would be something we will keep an eye out for. Of course, MLW Azteca Underground airs on Thursdays on YouTube, so that is why we don't have any match results because, well, it's airing right now while we're recording, so we are unable to give you that. But we will be back next week with that. Um, again, it is on Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube for free. You can also catch it on Saturdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Be In Sports. 
Another big update as far as MLW is going to be in Dallas January 21st. And I just got to throw this match out. I'm very excited. Um, at Blood and Thunder, we do have a mixed trios match and more um, lucha-based trios match, but it's a mixed-size trios match. Uh-huh. Um, over the holiday break, MLW did announce that they would be adding minis uh, to the MLW roster and having minis matches. And so with that, that this is a great way to introduce minis to MLW. Um, and we do have the uh, three-way team, three-team um, of Aris, Gino Medina, and Mini Abismo Negro versus El Dragón. Atomies and a mystery opponent. So Luchador this, Sorpresa. So this <laughs> match in of itself, I'm just so excited for to see our guy Gino Medina back wrestling in his element, wrestling in Lucha Libre. Uh, on the opposing team, El Dragon, um, a luchador based out of the El Paso uh, area, someone who has really been making waves um in the sonora area who's wrestled in arizona california texas um such a an untapped talent i am just so excited for him to have this opportunity and for people to watch him because he is truly truly a fantastic talent Mm -hmm. um he will be wrestling this weekend in phoenix at phoenix championship wrestling and someone that I just adore watching. So to, for him to have be a part of this trios match, I am just personally, personally, personally <laughs> very, very excited to watch. You all oh. recognize. <laughs> I did have a note for those of you that are old school fans. This is, according to the MLW press release, a new Abismo Negro. Uh, Mini Abismo Negro to be specific. So this is not necessarily the guy that, uh, you, uh, grew up watching. But, uh, it's, uh, he's, they're very excited to have him there. Uh, Cubs fan over at Lucha Blog is speculating that this is, uh, AAA kind of handing the, a legacy they own to a new younger wrestler, but we don't know what the, who's under the mask yet, just that MLW has advertised that, uh, this is not your your father's mini Abismo Negro, if uh, I can borrow that joke from ages ago. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, stay tuned. We will definitely be talking more about Azteca Underground and Blood and Thunder um, as those results come in. Something that we did talk about, uh, I believe, previously was the announcement that... ROH Women's Champion Roxy was going to be at Blood and Thunder as well. However, there's a spin to it. We're going to talk about it. I know we don't usually do quote-unquote spoilers, <laughs> but it's hard to ignore what happened at this week's Impact taping. And we're just going to jump right into Impact. Um, it has been reported uh, through this weekend's Impact taping that we did see the champion versus champion match that was teased um, from Ring of Honor, Roxy versus AAA Reina de Reina's champion, former Impact Knockouts champion, Diana Parazzo. And in that match, Diana Parazzo won and became the new Ring of Honor women's champion. So she is back to being two belt Diana. And she is still your AAA Reina de Reina's champion and now your Ring of Honor women's champion. And that just leaves you to question why. And I don't mean it in a way of like, why did that happen? No, no, no. That it's a curious thing. Yeah. Why? Why do we think this happened? Well, I think she signed with somebody. It, and that's that's one of the the, the rumors that are you know that's, that's having the biggest presence. We did see um, Roxy. The, the uh, photographic evidence is out there mm-hmm. that she was at a recent WWE tryout, and it is very possible that she got signed, and with that, did drop the belt to uh, Diana Barazzo. I mean, so 
it, it, it may to put that speculation. It may not even be WWE that's doing it. It uh, it may be uh, it may be AEW. It may be New Japan. She, it could be AAA for all we know. But uh, what we do know is that uh, she's she's not defending the belt, and ROH has been actively having these belts be defended while they're on hiatus. Uh, Gresham is going around defending the belt. This was this was on TV, so we know they want someone out there defending the belt. And it also could just as easily be that Deanna Parasso is more high profile and having her mm-hmm. show up on AAA and Impact and uh, some maybe even AEW in the near future with their belt on it may make her more relevant than Roxy, who's going to – I mean, she'll be on some shows, I'm sure, but she's probably going to be doing more – uh, indie shows during this hiatus period rather than being on TV. So, just to add yeah. a different spin on it. Oh, instead yeah. of <laughs> Just, just going to, to the juicy uh, storyline, which was that she got signed. Cause that is very true. You know, that's one thing that, uh, uh, something that did come out of Impact's Hard to Kill. We did get a ROH somewhat invasion angle. Uh, in impact and that still is happening storyline wise and that's a smart way for ring of honor to still get some television time while we wait for supercard of honor until their return in april and they actually have a storyline that they could build up to for that event without having to utilize their own television resources so um and the same thing you can have a, a women's championship feud and almost kind of simultaneous feuds if you have Mickey yep. James with the Knockouts Championship and then Deanna Parazzo with the ROH Championship, um, you can have two concurrent storylines, um, which is great because Impact does have a, a plethora of talent. We saw that the first Ultimate X match, Women's Ultimate X match, happened at Heart of Kill as well. So you easily have talent there that could carry a storyline. Um and then it makes sense, especially now that Impact is truly the forbidden door um, of sports entertainment. <laughs> Anything can happen. Undeservedly so. They don't need to be forbidden. They're they're a fine company. People should work there. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean that only in the in the best way. The, the forbidden door. They are that. They are truly the the source where people can truly work there and and i do think you know i really do commend them for working with ring of honor during this time of uncertainty and still having uh you know room for ring of honor to be able to continue and and utilize their talent during this time yeah it's interesting they they set that up really well on final battle i was happy to see that they're continuing to uh to play with that storyline well, don't forget, we are going to be covering that, too, as well, on uh, the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, so stay tuned. And with that, we are to our first week of the new year, at least that we're recording. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we are back to this week in Lucha Libre history, so go ahead, Justine, take it away. Yeah, that's right. It's time for this week in Lucha Libre history. Be sure to check in at LuchaCentral.com every single day for this day in Lucha Libre by Pep Carrera for information, birth dates, anniversaries, matches of the day, amazing videos, even more. And it's all about Lucha Libre. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. And all of us at Lucha Central, we all love Rey Mysterio. If you've listened to the podcast, you've been to the website, you know that we love Rey Mysterio. And we've talked about him countless times before, and we're going to talk about him some more. Because this week, we chose January the 15th, 1998, when Rey Mysterio won the WCW Cruiserweight Championship after beating Legends of Lucha Libre superstar Juventud Guerrera on Episode 2 of WCW Thunder at the Lakeland Civic Center in Lakeland, Florida. He would lose it nine days later to Chris Jericho at the sold-out pay-per-view due to knee injuries that necessitated surgery. 
These two guys had several great matches. This was a very good match between them. It had a memorable and exciting finish. Hoovy goes for the 450, but he misses. Lands through on his feet, but right as he lands, Ray counters with a Hurricane Rana through the legs, and he picked up his third run with the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Brendan, what did, what, what did you think about this match? So I didn't get to relive this one this week. I, uh, but I do remember watching a bit of this. Uh, and I remember, uh, I was a Juventud Guerrera fan at the time. And I, I even, I, I was, uh, kind of in that, that zone where I was just like, well, that doesn't seem, seem like what I want. I don't, I don't know. So that was my big one. Uh, and looking back on it, I, first off, I'm like, what was I thinking? Rey Mysterio, Juventud Guerrera, come on. One of these two is the yeah. legend now. The other one is calling himself the juicy one and forgetting that. <laughs> you got to have your hoovy juice. How you do. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I still enjoy the, the phenomenon and the sensation that is Juventud Guerrera, but, oh man, uh, Rey Mysterio winning a WCW Cruiserweight Championship, I, I didn't know at the time, is a thing that uh, is it's kind of an earmark in history. So, you know, I don't have a lot to say because I didn't watch it this week. But, man, uh, it was a good year for some Cruiserweight action. I'm all about it. Uh, Miranda, what do, what do you got for us on this week? Well, I'm kind of in the same boat. So I'm slowly going through old episodes of Nitro in chronological order. I'm still like more in the fall of 97. So I'm more where like he had his feud with uh, William Regal and for I think it was the TV championship. Um, and right before they were supposed to fight, I believe at fall brawl, Prince Iakea won the, <laughs> the TV title. Long That's, story yeah. short, which That's is not name. really relevant. <laughs> uh do this uh the point is i think he was still really hot going into really the you know the fall of 97 and this happened at the beginning of 98 so i feel like i'm still going through the progression of getting to this point where he transitioned into winning the cruiser or going and fighting for the cruiserweight championship but being able to look back at that time and seeing yeah. both him and hoovy um, in some of the really most outstanding times uh, of really the cruiserweight division. Um, and again, bringing that type of wrestling to the United States in such a wide format. This also, I think, was, um, again, with Thunder kind of being such a new show um, and really needing some of that star power. That, too, I think, was where we don't talk about it enough because it's thunder and it's more kind of a bit of a joke than it is on Nitro. But, you know, the Cruiserweights really did a lot to help um, provide great matches for thunder. The first, yeah, the first, like, two months of thunder, they were they were booking. It's kind of like uh, Rampage with AEW Mm -hmm. right now. They, They were booking it heavy. They wanted to make it destination wrestling television. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't turn into the meme that it became until later <laughs> in its life. Yeah. So this is the good days of thunder. And this is one of those good moments of thunder we look back on. It's like, Oh yeah, that was good. That was good, you guys. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think too, that's one also just a significant match between the long, long career of these two that intertwined, you know, many a time. Um, throughout the years, but this was one for the the win column for Ray. And, well, with that reminiscing, if you want to reminisce with us, go ahead and check out (laughs) this day in Lucha Libre history, as Dusty mentioned, at luchacentral.com. But you know what? There's more available at luchacentral.com. Brendan, let our listeners know what else they can find. I think I can do this. I think I got this for you. If you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it's time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. 
Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. A place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards, seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And here we go. This is my favorite part. On top of all of this, all this great stuff, it's free. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Brennan, while you're at it, uh, we do have some brief CMLL news. Uh, no, I, nope. sorry. Uh, that was that was part of the notes that I lost. I apologize to the fans that are looking for CMLL updates. There were matches that happened two weeks ago. Uh, if no new matches have happened because CML has has canceled, I will continue to I will give you the, those results. But uh, I unfortunately was not able to do CML this week. I'm yeah. sorry for that. No, that's a, that is okay, and I believe that is the case, right? CML has decided to not. Correct. They have, yes, they, they are that just recently. Yeah, that we we talked a bit about that. Uh, they were one of the many people that have been canceled. They are uh, still on an indefinite hiatus, although they are filming their interview segments. So uh, they're still trying to be relevant and keep the fans excited. Right. Well, we are going to then get into our last story of the week, and that is WWE with Dusty. Yeah, there not a ton of WWE news. But we did get news that Ray and Dominic will be entering the Rumble. But according to the Las Vegas bookmakers, the odds are not in their favor. Ray is coming in at 66 to 1 odds and Dominic coming in at 100 to 1. This means if you bet a dollar on Ray and he wins the Rumble, you get $66. In the same vein, Dominic could make you a fresh $100 on a $1 bet. So pretty unlikely either one of them is going to win. If I had to make an educated guess, we're going to see them in the ring together. Some mistake in the ring is going to lead to Dominic being eliminated and it's going to further break up, further their breakup storyline. And, you know, I, I guess it's all leading to Dominic wearing the mask. I suppose I, I don't even know anymore. WWE. I'm going to go a different way with you, Dusty. I think it's the other way around. I think Dom accidentally eliminates Ray. Ooh, (laughs) that would be interesting too. And, and it may not be so accidental uh, is the hinting that they will do, but that's, yeah. that's. Heightens so. the drama. We, yeah. we will, we will see which one of the, I'm, I'm adding drama to the show now. We can, you know, yeah. I'll, bet, I'll bet you that one dollar that I was going to put on Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Better return on your money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's our WWE news for now. Uh, Zelina will also be in the Women's Royal Rumble. They announced Mickey James, Impact Champion, will be in the Women's Royal Rumble. A lot of interesting things going on. We'll obviously cover the Royal Rumble when it happens. Same Lucha Times, same Lucha Channel. I do because we were talking about this earlier. That does make the whole Roxy thing even more complicated because even mm-hmm. if she does show up in the Royal Rumble. That doesn't mean she signed. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't even considered that, but that's true. I thought about her showing up at the Rumble, but I had not considered that it didn't necessarily mean she was signed. That's true. Yeah. Uh, So people, for clearer understanding, because we may see some luchadors on this, uh, luchadoras on this. Uh, WWE has said that they were short on women, so they're just grabbing people. They allowed Mickey James to be known as the champion on this show yeah. because, uh, they, that was, they're just like, just get somebody. So they, you know, we could, heaven forbid, we could see Taya. I mean, I'm just fantasy booking, but they have her phone number. So, I, I don't know, know that they but... have enough money to get Taya down. She big <laughs> <Right>. mad. <laughs> no, that's true. It's true. I'm just, I'm just laughing, man. One, one, a few hours of you know uh, AEW. I mean, for WWE to mention Impact is way more than what AEW did for Impact. So yeah, just, no, I'm that's just way more. Yeah, it's true. Just putting that out there. Well, 
you know, you'll all have to just stay tuned to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast to just to stay up to date on all the news on the promotions that we talked about and more. more. And with that, we made it through our first episode of yeah. the new year. First one down, 50-some more to go. We got <laughs> you. So don't you worry. Uh, don't forget to check out LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. You can check out Lucha Central on social media at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram and at Lucha Central on uh, Lucha Central com on twitter again lucha central on facebook and instagram and at lucha central com on twitter of course you can check out the youtube page that has lots of great interviews and matches and just content you're not going to find anywhere else with that why don't you go and follow us on social media dusty where can our listeners find you i am on facebook at facebook.com slash dusty murphy and i am on instagram at dusty murphy and Brendan, where can our listeners find you? I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. That's the numbers 321 T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And I'm all over the Twitters. And me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget, if you are listening to us through your favorite podcast streaming platform, like Facebook, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Play, uh, Podbay, Speaker, all of that, iTunes. You can subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe so that way you get notifications every time a new episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast drops. You can leave us a five-star rating and go ahead and leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts on the show. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we cover, topics we don't cover, uh, opinions about our thoughts, thoughts about our opinions, and much, much more. And so we will be with you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to 2022. We are excited to be on this ride with you. For Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all, and we'll be with you next week. Bye.